Welcome back to another podcast. This one's Serve in Volley with my friend once again from the friendly north, Franklin Rubenstein. Franklin, how's Toronto today? Toronto is great. Uh, it's humid. It's summer weather. Uh, summer has sprung, but uh, all is well. How, how is the West Coast? Uh, it's good. We're gonna we're been in the nineties last couple weeks. It'll be in the nineties again, but uh, low humidity. You know, it's a dry heat, so. <laughs> Can't complain too much, right? That's good. I, wait, let me make sure you understand. It's 90s Fahrenheit. Okay. Right. No, I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking Wimbledon today. Um, Franklin, I know you're all prepared. you got the draw in front of you. Uh, I know they've already started playing, so some of the uh, some of the upsets have already happened, although not too many today. Have any impressions of the first couple of days so far? Uh. Not real impressions. The one thing that, when the draw came out on the men's side, at least, was how difficult Rafa's draw was. Um, and even though he got through his first round match, it just seems like the draw did not fall his way with a bunch of big hitters that he's going to have to play through. And yes, he got through today, but he didn't necessarily look particularly sharp. And it is going to be very tough for him to be playing in the second week of the major. I would be surprised. I know you mentioned it before the draw came out, but certainly the draw did. Out of all the top players, probably on either side of the draw, I think Rafa got the toughest deal. And uh, it, it's just going to be very hard for him to move forward. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. He didn't really play that well today. He was a little bit rusty. I still think he's having trouble moving on grass, you know, with the injuries he's had to his knee. I mean, that's why that's one of the reasons why he hasn't played so well. But he did get help today. I don't know if you saw this, but Karlovich, the big server, lost today. So To a Canadian. Lucky yes, that's right. That's right. He lost, to, although my little bracket pick, I picked Papasil. Nice job, Papasil. Who did he lose to? Well, you should have taken him because he has been terrible since last year's hardcore season. He's battled injuries. He has lost his confidence, and I would think after the Canadian tournament, he'll be out of the top 70 considering he got to the semifinals there, and he's really had no good results this year. I mean, I think, I think last week was the first time he'd won a couple, had a couple wins in one tournament. I mean, it's been a free fall. Uh, confidence and injuries are gone for him, and so is he. He's gone out of Wimbledon just like that. So there's your Canadian tennis report on the men's side. Uh, yes. Uh, back to Nadal. He, he didn't look particularly good today, but he had a tough opponent in Cuisan. Uh, Absolutely. He, you know, he's ranked, I believe they said, 57th in the world. You know, and he's another lefty, which I'm sure Rafa's not used to, you know, playing against another lefty as, as much. So the strategy might be a little bit different. But now he gets Lucas Rasol, who beat... Rafa two years ago, so that should be an interesting match for Rafa. But you're right, the draw didn't do him any favors. But, you know, sometimes the draw doesn't play out exactly as you see, as, you know, as Karlovich lost today. So it's kind of, you know, when all the draws come out and everyone says, oh, this guy had the hardest or this person had the hardest, it always turns out that, oh, you know, there's upsets along the way and it turns out not so bad. So we'll Although see. Yeah, I would, I would tend to agree. Although I don't necessarily think Dr. Evo would have been the toughest matchup for Rafa, given that he just, his return of serve is so awful, you know, uh, Rafa would get a look maybe on one of his service games and probably breaks, but, you know, just having to face Cleason and Rasal so early is tough, 
I mean, it's definitely tough for him. But look at he gets through the second round. Certainly, it opens up for him a little bit. So, so uh, what about the obviously Murray looked good. Uh, Novak, he had easy time, and so did Roger. Who do you think looked the best out of the those three? I, I mean, I think they all were very good. I'm impressed with Andy Murray right now at this tournament. He looks very comfortable for a guy who the press is saying the whole country or the whole, you know, after England sputtered out of the World Cup so quickly, you know, there, there are no distractions now. Everyone in Great Britain is watching Andy Murray. I thought he, he looked great. He looks very comfortable. And if you look at his grass results, you know, um, losing the Wimbledon final, winning the Olympic gold, winning Wimbledon, he has to be, I mean, I think he's the favorite. I, 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 you know, his results are the best on grass at the major tournaments over the last the last three times. So, to me, he, he's the favorite. I know there's a lot of pressure in the idea of, you know, a Brit repeating or a Scott uh, repeating is, is, you know, hard to fathom. But to me, I, I, I sort of peg Murray as my personal favorite right now. I don't know if you... I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with that. Do you sort of see it that way? I still like Novak. I picked Novak. I think I picked him on our last Serve and Volley podcast. I picked him on my brackets again. And I don't know, Murray, he's just going to have a hard time because you would think he'd have to go through Djokovic in the semis and then probably Federer in the finals um, or Nadal if Nadal got got through there. But... Murray, he did impress me. Um, I think the pressure's off of him now, you know, to to be the finally win uh, Wimbledon. So I think he's a little bit more relaxed. And you know, remember, Murray hasn't lost, on um, you know, at Wimbledon since the final against uh, Roger. What was that in 2012? I believe, yeah, because then he won the Olympics and then he won Wimbledon last year. So it's been a while since he's lost a match. So I think he feels very comfortable there. And, you know, he's done a great job handling the pressure, don't you think? I mean, you obviously like him the best, but he's done a great job at just, you know, mentally because it's so tough for someone, a Brit, to, to play in front of the country I, like that. I, 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 you have to think that he will play. It'll be a lot easier for him now than it has been recently. He doesn't have the pressure of trying to win the first time. He's got a gold medal. He, he has nothing really to lose now because he's done it. You know, the rest of his career, he's always going to have that. And the hunger and the pressure from him or the public um, probably isn't as great. So I would think he could probably play pretty free and easy. I, I like his chances against Roger, um, you know, and sure, certainly against Djokovic. It's, it's a 50-50 sort of proposition. But I, I, I like the way he played. I, I think his game really suits grass. Any so uh, kind of shocking surprises to you on the men's side so far in the first couple of, of days? Anyone that lost that you were really shaking your head at? No, there wasn't anything that really jumped out at me. You know, one guy who I I'm interested to see how they do is Vavrinka. You know, he he went out really quick at the French, obviously after his Aussie Open win, um, and to me, he has he has to prove himself a little bit here is, okay, I, you can sort of, I don't want to say you give him a pass for the French, but you let him off the hook a little bit. But, okay, now it's time to get back to the quarters of the semis, really, of a major and show us what you can do. And I, I don't know if his game 
translates that well on the grass. You know, to me, he's a guy, um, you know, long points, and uh, he's a hardcore player, right? He's had success at the U.S. Open, obviously, at the Australian. So I'm sort of curious to see how he backs it up uh, in this tournament. Yeah, well, Rinka, you're right. It appears, you know, since the Australian, he's kind of going the way of Del Potro, this, you know, one-time slam winner, winner who hasn't done much since, even though it's been a brief time. So you do give him a pass for the French uh, in stand. But Del Potro, I don't believe he, I know he hasn't made a final of a major since he won the U.S. Open. And I don't know if he's even made a semifinal. So, uh, although he did make the, uh, he did win the bronze in the Olympics, but Still, Stan, you're right. He's. I'm very interested to see how far he goes in this tournament. He looked good today, um, so he has that. And I was a little worried about Stan. You know, coming off the French, he has not played very well. So, uh, but one person that I don't know if uh, that shocking is a word, but I always am interested in this um, player. See how far he goes, and that's Verdasco. He. He disappointed me. I know grass isn't his best service, but sometimes Verdasco is a, a kind of player that just makes a run when you know it's unexpected. But he also does a lot of what he did yesterday in getting bounced out in the in the first round. But there's a lot of uh, uh, seems like young players that are in this tournament that are getting through, and I still like Dimitrov too. I still think that Dimitrov could make some noise in this tournament. Well, that could be the most fun third-round match. I think he's in the same portion with Dolgopolov, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And to me, those two guys are like the two, you know, they're super talented young guys. To me, they both have top five potential, um, and that would be a lot of fun. Great shot makers, right? Um, yeah. And that would be a lot of fun, fun to watch. The other guy, too, I'm always interested in, partially because, let's be honest, the United States doesn't have a lot of great men's tennis players, and the other reason is his history at Wimbledon. I'm curious to see what John Isner can do. Um, he's in that he's in that Vavrinka quarter, and you know you would think if there was a surface that might translate. I know it's not late '90s Wimbledon, but you know, big serve, big forehand. You know, if there were a tournament where he could do some damage, I would think Wimbledon might be it. You know, you would think so, but I believe. I read that Isner's never been past the second round at Wimbledon, and and this would you're right. Grass should be his best surface. He really should do well in uh, in London, but he for some reason doesn't. Last year, I believe, in his the first set, I believe in the fir- of his first match, he hurt his knee and had to pull out. But I believe he won today. I'm not sure. He was up he two sets to no- He was up two sets. So. And it was surprising. I saw two sets played by Isner, and not one was a tiebreaker. So that's a, that's a little bit of an upset, a surprise, because to see a match with, with John Isner and not uh, have a tiebreaker is uh, surprising. But, yeah, Isner, I don't know. We'll see what he does. My expectations are not high for John. Um, I don't know his draw. Let me, I don't know. Well, he had a pretty favorable one. Although, you know, one of the guys I sort of who always seems to play well at Wimbledon is Feliciano Lopez, and that's yeah. who he he play in the third round. But he's in Vavrinka's quarter, which you would think out of all the big guys that might be sort of favorable. I don't think Lopez is a bargain for him, though. Uh, I think that could be tough. Yeah, I agree. And 
Yeah, I'm looking at his draw right now. Yeah, L Lopez will be tough. And uh, I, yeah, but well, you know that that back, that whole sort of quarter all together with Federer, I think that's a very favorable draw. I, I don't see Federer really getting tested before the semis. I think, I mean, he may lose a set, drop a set somewhere, but you know, I I really like that draw for Fed. Yeah, I I totally agree. Uh, that uh, Federer does seem to have a, a pretty easy draw. I mean, he's got Hewitt who could do some, you know, he could push him a little bit, but I wouldn't expect Hewitt to, to win. And he's got uh, Jersey, uh, who made a run last year, but he's really had a tough year since then. So we'll see how Jersey does. But I agree that Roger should make his way to the semifinals, but you, you never know. You never know. It's always tough trying to, you know, it's one thing to get the points for the first time. It's another thing knowing that you have to defend the points, right? Mm -hmm. And so there'll be a lot more pressure on Yanovitz this time than there was last year. So we'll see. But I, I, I like Fed's draw a lot. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge Fed fan right now at this point in his career, but you have to like how it's shaped up for him. The uh, now looking at Nadal's quarter, uh, Rayonich won today. Milos yeah. got it done. How did he look? Did you see any of his match? I did. It was pretty a very straightforward match for him. He wasn't broken. He had thirty aces. He looked really good. I think the deeper he can get into this tournament, I, you know, um, I feel like this could be a breakthrough for him. I, I would not. It would not shock me to see him get to the semifinals this year. How concerned are you about uh, or worry? He's got Jack Sock next, an American who got through and, and forth. Sock is good, but I just think on this surface, that's uh, you know, I, I like Milos right now. I, I this like I think his serve is so tough. He seems to have learned that he just shouldn't stay in rallies. That he needs to go big, and he can. He's a little you know. The nice thing about having a guy like Ivan Lubacic as his coach. They did have similar games, you know. They both were big hitters, and I think he's taught them not to, you know, they're big guys, and you know, I think he's learned that he can't stay around against a lot of these guys in points, and he needs to try and keep them short. So that strategy seems to have worked right now. The person I like, and I think that Milos has to be concerned with, is Cole Schreiber. I like Cole Schreiber's game. He always seems in the majors to step up his game and get, you know, he gets about as far as he should, but he might pull an upset or two, and when he doesn't, even when he plays some of the top guys, Cole Schreiber can really make Extend. them work. So, um, he's got Nishikori. I don't know how Nishikori's health has been. I mean, he looked good in Madrid, and since then, when he had that injury in the final, didn't have a good French, and we'll see how well he's recovered, but I still think I like Cole Schreiber and Rayonich to to meet up, and we'll see what happens. That it's really a, if it is, it's a nice contrast in styles between those two players. Absolutely. So, uh, anything else on the men's side? I'm mean, looking at Novak's draw. Novak, I mean, has Simone he could face in the third round. Do you think? Just Simone don't think Simone has the weapons to take out Djokovic. You know, even Stepanek might be is will be entertaining because he serves in volleys and has a lot of variety. It'll be fun to watch, but he's not going to you know t to win 
two sets against Djokovic, it's going to be tough for him. You know, it's just I don't see too many guys there. I guess you know, uh, you know, the bottom part's more interesting of that portion because Golbis, Chilich, Burdich, you know, all have bigger games. But again, winning three out of five against Novak is just so tough. Yeah, and I was not impressed. I don't know if you saw his match yesterday. I was not impressed with Sanga at all. Sanga still looks like he's really fighting the confidence, and I don't know if he has some sort of injury, but, you know, he was up against it against Meltzer until Meltzer had the uh, stomach issues, and then Sanga went went on to win the next two sets pretty easily, but I think if Meltzer was feeling 100% that Sanga might have uh, went down and out yesterday. Well, and considering Meltzer had gone through qualifying and played a lot of matches in a short period of time as as well, I you know, I, I completely agree with you there. So so we, we both, I think, have to agree that Novak should get through there. He shouldn't have much of a challenge. Uh, how are you... Were you interested on to see uh, Tomic finally win a match? It's pretty amazing. You know, at some point he might get it together, <laughs> but it's not going to be it's not going to be this version of Wimbledon. I don't think. I don't think so either. Did, also, an interesting match. I don't know if you saw this or not. Was Fonini? Fonini had another meltdown. <laughs> I mean, you could take it to the bank that. <laughs> In any match, win or lose, he's going to get into it with the umpire. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, the uh, the Murray quarter is not, you're, you're, you know, there's not a lot of, there's Dimitrov, as we said, and Dogopolov, who could meet in the, in the third round. But other than that, there's not a, a lot of interesting storylines in that quarter. I mean, you got Ferrer. Uh, you know, but usually Ferrer can't beat the big the big boys. Um, not on this surface, right? Not on this surface, and so yeah, I mean, Anderson, you know, is the another one of those big servers, so he always has you know an outside chance. But yeah, I like Murray to get through to that that quarter. I would be scared for Murray if he has to face Dimitrov. You know, uh, like a hot Dimitrov who's won a few matches and has looked good in a, in a quarterfinal. But other than that, I think Murray, Murray and uh, Federer seem to have an easy road roads to the uh, semis. Uh, I would completely agree with you. So your pick, uh, you're going on record now, official. After you know our last podcast, you hadn't seen the draw, so you wanted to see it. We've seen the draw. We've actually seen most of the first round. You still want to go on record with Murray? Yeah, I'm comfortable with Murray right now. Yeah. Okay, I'll still I'm sticking with Novak. Uh, I think Djokovic will will end up winning. I think he, his road will be easy enough, and but it'll be tough if the big four make it to the semis. We'll see. That's the dream. I don't. I, as I said, I don't know. You said it before. I I think Ralph is going to have trouble getting there. I I agree. I, if there's if you had to pick one that wasn't going to get there, it would have to be Nadal. He he seems to have struggled the most on on grass lately. So, yeah. All right over to the women's side, and uh, do you want to give your Jeannie Bouchard update? She just got a victory a few minutes ago before I went on the air. Well, I just you know 
when you looked at the women's draw and the toughest unseated players, Hansakova had to be one on the list. You know, experience. She's had success on all surfaces. And she's a good player. She really is. And she made Jeannie work for it. And I think that's a, a, a really good start for her um, after, you know, I think she lost, Jeannie lost early in her, her grass court warm-up tournament. So, you know, that's an immediate confidence builder. for You know, I think everyone... You know, the, the, the second Monday at Wimbledon is arguably the best day. Um, you know, they're all, they all play. And the match, I think, on the women's side that people want to see more than anything else would be Jeannie versus Serena. And after watching today, I, I think, you know, we've got a pretty good chance of seeing that. Now, if, uh, if they do meet, do you give Jeannie a decent shot? Um... I almost wish it, wish it was a little earlier, but I give her a chance. If, if Serena's going down, it's not going to be in the semis or the final. So you think if Serena gets... So if Serena's... If, if someone's going to take Serena out, it's got to happen before the quarters. Okay. I can I can agree with that, but and Jeannie's definitely one of um, one of the candidates that could beat her. Uh, so if Sharapova meets Serena in the quarters, no chance? Beat down. <laughs> yeah, uh, I might have to agree with you there. Uh, I just see Serena just got her first round victory. Yeah. Uh, say so. Yeah, it looks like uh, Serena. You know, her toughest challenge. I know she has the ninth seed Kerber in her in her quarter, but I might say I might go with Genie as the you know the one person that could beat her. Before the quarterfinals, yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't see too many. There, look at there aren't that many players that can beat Serena. You know, Serena can beat Serena, but there aren't too many players that can actually beat her. I think, you know, Jeannie's taking a set off of her last year, um, and I, I think she could, pro- you know, she could test her. Look at beating Serena is a monumental task. So, um, but, uh, you know, you ask me right now, who has a better chance of beating Serena, Sharapova or Jeannie, and I'll take Jeannie. Yeah, I would agree with you there, definitely. Uh, just looking at um, the next quarter with uh, Halep, Halep's yeah. quarter, uh, at an actual upset recently. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Yankovic, the seventh seed, our highest seed to go out, loses to Kanepi, three and two. So Yankovic is... Yankovic is one of those veterans that she seems to get on a hot streak and gets into the top ten, and then you know, then she goes cold for you know, a good six months and falls you know into the twenties and then shoots back up again. What do you think of Yankovic going out in the first round? I mean, I, I don't know if this would be her best surface either, but that that's that's her story, right? You said it. Is Yankovic gets up. She, you know, makes this great comeback to crack the top ten. Last year was her best year in in a while, and you know she comes up with a lame duck in the first round of Wimbledon, which is hard to imagine. But three and two is not impressive. But it certainly opens up that portion for Lisicki again, who we've seen with her serve can be so effective uh, at Wimbledon, and and that bottom part there is is really wide open. I I, I almost think right now just eyeballing it, I I, I like Lisicki coming out of that. I think it also might be a, an opportunity for Madison Keys to 
make a little bit of a run. And, you know, we'll see if she can get past uh, Lisicki. But, uh, you know, she would have met Yankovic or could have in the third round. She's got a, she has to face a seeded player in the second round. Kukloba, yeah. who took out another American today, but I don't. I, I think Madison Keys might might make a run. What do you think about Ivanovic? I mean, she's played really well uh, this year altogether. That's a fun first round match with Skiavone. Um, she's certainly playing with more confidence than she has, so she, she's certainly a threat, um, and she's serving a lot better than she did. Um, it's more consistent, so that might help her out as well, but. I just like Lisicki on this surface. I think uh, big serve on um, can really help her out. So, so you're going with Lisicki. You think uh, you think Lisicki beats Halep? If they I do. So you like Lisicki getting out of this quarter? Huh? Yeah. I'm, still, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Halep train a little bit more. I think Halep's gonna make it out of this quarter. I mean. She's been incredibly consistent all year, so there's certainly nothing wrong with that pick. All right, now we go into the bottom half of the, the draw for the ladies here. Uh, not too many, again, not a lot of uh, juice, shall we say. Uh, Irani did lose her first-round match. That was a bit of a surprise, but Irani yeah. has not been playing very well as, as of late. Did you catch a little bit of... Uh... Azarenka's first match yesterday. I did. I did. I thought she looked okay. I thought she looked okay. Good at times. And then other times, you know, a little bit of a, a struggle. But Azarenka, I think, is one of those players that kind of plays her way into the tournament. You know, the farther she goes, the, the stronger she goes, like you were saying with Serena. But I think Azarenka, I wouldn't worry too too much about her. She just needs to get into the second week. Uh, I completely agree with that assessment. So, um, uh, let's see. Uh, Coco Vandeweghe from the. Uh, I have to. I have to uh, pimp the Americans. Coco Vandeweghe with a nice win, beating the 27th seed Muguruza, I believe. Well, I, I also think it's important to talk about the Americans this week because they'll all be gone by next week. <laughs> Maybe we should have a little bit of a wager. Who will make it farther? Any American or uh, Genie? Who makes it farther? I think we should do it for both sides of the draw. <laughs> how many Americans <laughs> and how many Canadians make it to the second week? I think it's just total. <laughs> well, I think we dominate on the, the ladies' side, but the men's side... Uh, I wouldn't have much confidence in that. I mean, I guess our best hope would be Isner, right? That's right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but you got Papa Sills already out, so. Well, all we have is Dancevich and uh, <laughs> and Milo, so it's not like we got a lot here. Yeah, you really don't. Uh, Radwanska, Radwanska made the semis last year, and she's the four seed. You like her game so far? I do. I I think she as four seeds go, is completely under the radar. Um, Grass has proven to be her best surface. I mean, she's gotten to the finals before. Uh, she pushed Serena in the, that final, if you remember, and mm-hmm. I like Radwanska's game here. I think I, I, I like her chances to come out of of, of that side there. I, I, I like her over. Um, I, 
generally speaking, I, I'd like to say that um, Azarenka is a you know a better player, but right now Arad's chances are very good. What about Sibakova? You don't like Sibakova? She had a, an easy win in the first round. She got to the finals in Australia. Yeah, and she's had a great season for sure. I mean, she's certainly a threat. Um, but uh, again, I, I think I think Radwanska is, is, is sort of. I like her draw, and I like her game there. Yeah, but I can't give Sibakova too much credit. You know, the she did beat a Canadian in the first round, so that's almost like having a bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, the bottom quarter of the draw, and there, and we have Kvitova, Kvitova, former Wimbledon champion. What did you think of her first round match? I think there's no player in the draw that is harder to figure out than Kvitova. I mean, she's got the huge game. Um, but, you know, I, wouldn't everybody like to see Venus have a shot at her in the next round, in the third round? You know, one last chance for Venus here. I, I don't know how many years Venus has left on tour as a su- significant threat, and certainly... You know, Wimbledon has been a special place for her. I'd love to see Venus have a chance against Kvitova. I agree. Uh, I was worried about Venus, especially after... I, I did see a lot of that match yesterday, and I was worried about her after she lost that, that second set. But she did turn around, and she had a, a very nice third set. Um, and she does face uh, a Japanese player who I've never heard of, I have to admit, Nara. Um, so if she can get through that one, then Kvitova, you're right, then she probably is going to face Kvitova, and that should be a very, very interesting match. Uh, two disappointing players in, in this quarter. I mean, one, you have to go with Sloane Stevens. I mean, what is... I know she she did have a tough draw with Kirilenko in the first round, but boy, oh boy. Sloane Stevens is... Uh, she appears to be in the downward spiral. It's interesting. Um, you know, Paul Anacone um, did some work for Tennis Channel during uh, the French Open, and just listening to him talk, um, because he's, he's coaching her right now, and I felt like he had the sort of right personality to sort of get her disciplined, and, you know, her results have been so good at majors and so disappointing uh, everywhere else. You know, I thought he was sort of making the inroads on, you know, her work ethic and getting some more consistency out of her. I mean, that's that's got to be a huge disappointment for Sloan. And this year really has felt like a small step backwards for her after having such a promising result in majors last year. To go in the first round, I, I know Kirilenko is experienced and certainly um, n- not an easy first-round match by any stretch, but, but that, that in straight sets, it's disappointing. And the other uh, disappointing player in this quarter has to be Sam Stoser from Australia, the 17th seed Again, Wickmeyer is a talented player, but you'd expect Stoser. I believe Stoser got to the either the fourth round or the quarters last year. I, I was expecting more from her. And she was out like an hour and a half after the tournament started. Yeah. Like, is there anything worse than thinking you have a chance of winning a tournament and then on the Monday it starts at like 2.30 local time, you're gone. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the tournament, the day starts uh, at 3.30 in the morning, uh, my time, West Coast time. So when you're out before I'm even up out of bed, uh, you know, I didn't even get to see you play. I mean, that's pretty bad. It's not, that's not a good situation. 
So do you like uh, Lee Na here, or do you do you see someone else coming out? I'm. I gotta go with Kvitova. I'm gonna roll the dice. I'm gonna roll the dice. I mean, you look at it's gotta be Lee Na, right, or Kvitova. I mean, you you don't have any faith in Wozniacki getting out of this point. No. Uh, there's Panetta. Who you know? Every once in a while, I think she made a run at the U.S. Open last year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Sloane Stevens is out. I mean, unless it's just going to be someone totally off the grid, I don't see anyone. I think it's Lee Na or Kvitova. You got to go with, and I'll I'll take Kvitova. I'm with you there. And by the way, I do like Lauren Davis to take out Panetta in the next round. So there you go. So, an American showing some love for the Americans, <laughs> reluctantly. Yes, I'm sure, very reluctantly. So, uh, who are you going to take on the on the uh, lady side? Well, you 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 sort of take Serena, don't you? Have to take Serena. Yeah, yeah. I so I think it, I think it should be if Serena doesn't win, who would you take? If Serena doesn't win, who are you taking? If Serena doesn't win. Oof, that's a good question. Well, who would you take, and then I'll tell you mine because I'm not. <laughs> Why don't I, uh, that's if Fred Serena doesn't I'd win, that. if Serena doesn't win, I will take Azarenka. Okay, and I'll take Radwanska. No, that's a good thing. I, 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 I can't argue with that, but I, I'll take. I mean, you said in our last podcast that Azarenka. When everything's right, she's the second best player in the world. So I, I did go with that. So, but you're right. Radwanska has looked good the last couple of years, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, anything else? Any other uh, impressions from Wimbledon? They you know the one. The, the, I'll leave you with this. The one thing that always strikes me about Wimbledon mm-hmm. is, you know, everyone talks about it being the cathedral and how beautiful it is, and you know, it's really tennis's holiest grounds, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm always struck by, like, you know, if you look at the TV coverage and, like, the like the sort of surrounding walls outside that surround the court, it looks like just sort of like fancy green garbage bag. <laughs> and I always thought, like, can we not do better at, like, the best place in the world to play tennis? <laughs> Well, that's part of the charm of Wimbledon. Part of the holy ground is that, you know, since it's been there around so long and has, you know, it's mixed the modern with the traditional kind of thing. And they're very traditional. you got to remember that, too. Yeah. I don't know. They could do better than, like, green garbage bags, I think. It's kind of like St. Andrews, though. St. Andrews isn't the most aesthetically pleasing golf course out there. But, you know, it's hollowed ground because that's where golf began. Kind of the same situation. I, I have you ever been to the All England Club? I've never been. I've never been either. I hope to one day, but uh, we'll see. So we're going with. So just to make sure, you're going with Murray and Radwanska. If Serena doesn't win, yeah. <laughs> and I'll go with Azarenka and Novak. Fair so, enough. And uh, Rayonich gets how far? To the semis, he breaks through. He breaks through and loses to Roger. I guess Rogers, uh, yeah. So you, so you have Murray beating Roger in the final. Yep. Okay. 
And how far does Wawrinka get? Um. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean. I didn't mean to. Got to put me on the Look at the the draw again. Who would he play in his? Uh, one second. <laughs> who, who would he play in the top of his in the third round? I uh, no. The, he gets to the. He loses in the fourth round. Stan. To who? Either Lopez or Isner. Wow. You like Isner over him, huh? I think if Isner can beat Lopez, which he won't, but if he can, he'll take out Stan. Yeah, I agree. I think I picked uh, Lopez to get that far, which is, you know, it was a scary pick for me because Lopez is a trendy pick right now because, you know, he did so well in the, in the, uh, the tune-up tournaments and... You know, it's kind of it's kind of like when you pick the NCAA tournament, and you pick that hot team that won their conference tournament, and then boom, they get knocked out early. Right. So he's a little bit of a scary, scary one for me. But except uh, he's had success at Wimbledon a number of times. Yes, that is true. He has. Yeah. All right, Franklin. Another great podcast today. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk more some more Wimbledon after it's over and uh, kind of recap what happened and see how well our predictions went and uh and uh see how it goes anything interesting going on this week i know we in toronto i know you had the hockey hall of fame yesterday announcements no it's just it's a fun week because you've got um the nba draft where it looks like a canadian will go uh number one for the second consecutive year so that'll be a lot of fun and then the how next, did, how did that? How did the first Canadian? How did that work out when he? Goes no, he went number one, and so another Canadian is going to go number one, as I said. Yeah, but how did uh, it work out for the team picking that Canadian in the first round? Well, it could work out really well if they get another Canadian. <laughs> um, and then the NHL draft, which hopefully there'll be a lot of trades and uh, some picks and stuff like that. So that'll be a lot of fun too. So. That's always a big deal in Toronto because Toronto always has a high draft choice. <laughs> and you got the World Cup going on. Not that you got the World Cup exactly. How about you? Not that Canada is really following the World Cup, are they? Does Canada no, really we, get into we, it? We tuned. In, you know what? It seemed like Canada really tuned in at the end of the USA Portugal match. Seems like that's when they turned on the TV. So that you know they caught the exciting portions. <sighs> Canada ever going to make a World Cup? They made the World Cup. Cup once in 1982, and they didn't score a goal. <laughs> uh, well, you always have hockey. And <laughs> yeah. curling. And curling. Exactly. Uh, yeah, nothing, uh, you know, summertime here. Uh, you know, it's hot. Kids are out of school. Uh, good week of tennis. Got the World Cup. And, uh, and we'll, we'll see. Fourth of July coming up. Independence Day down here. Woo-hoo. That is exciting. Day. Yeah. So, all right, that's about it. And so until next time, uh, take care, Franklin, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care, Todd. See ya.